Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome back to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, your wealth activator. What steps are you taking to activate wealth today? Well, I hope it's something really simple because it is. It doesn't have to be complicated. Today, we have another special guest with us. Laura Gethers is an author, speaker, marriage coach, and founder of Love Harder Marriage Coaching. She equips couples with the tools they need so their relationship can succeed. Laura encourages the couples to attack the issues, not each other. Absolutely love that. Attack the issues because we're so immediately we always attack each other and like, what's let's step back. What's the real problem. And you know, what's the number one thing couples fight for fight about. So thank you so much, Laura, for being here, for sharing your expertise and your own personal money story. Tell me, how did you get started with love and marriage coaching? So that's a, that's a great story to tell. I have a couple of, I had a couple of friends who um, were having some marital issues and they were not ready to go to counseling, but they wanted to do something. So I put together this obstacle course that focused on teamwork, communication, and trust. And if you could not make it through the obstacle, or if you had difficulty making it through the obstacle, then you knew that that was an area that you needed to discuss further. So that's what got my, that's what got me started in this area. And then I created a workshop, How to Fight Fair, which I take couples through five rounds of interactive boxing techniques, teaching them how to attack the issues and not each other. Oh, I love that. Such a fun way to communicate and to really connect because I know so many couples fight and the you know number one thing that they fight over is finances. Yes. So what, what comes up for, for you and your clients when they talk about finances? What's like the most common fight over? So I like to get an understanding of how they think about money. That's the first thing, because I think if you can hear someone else discuss what they were taught or what they know, then you have the ability to show more compassion when things aren't going right. You understand, you know what? This is an area where they may need more education. This is an area where I may need to show them more grace. This is an area where we need to sit down and discuss so that they, so that we can be on the same page. So when it comes to finances, two things always show pop up. Number one is what type of accounts should they have? Should they have joint accounts? Should they have separate accounts? My belief is you do what works best for your household. If one of you know that you're poor at managing finances and you will overspend and you know what, maybe one account needs to be for bills and then the other is for pleasure. So if they're overspending, they're overspending in their own pleasure account. Correct. And so That's one topic that we often discuss. What does it look like combining household finances once you are married? The second one goes back to you have the spender and the saver. And while 
both of them can be great. Both of them can also be terrible. So <laughs> we talk about what are their financial goals? What, it, what is it that they're trying to accomplish together? And how can they both um, accept that there comes a time where you need to spend, such as purchase a home, purchase a vehicle, do maintenance and other repairs. And then there comes a time where you need to save so that you can spend. So allowing them to understand that both of them have great character traits and both of them may not have some, well, may have some not so great character traits and how can we navigate through those things and still create a wealth plan for them to succeed? Yeah. And that's so important. And it is, it's, it's, you know, a lot of times couples will say, well, my husband and I are on the same page as finances and, you know, we keep the money separate and I know we're supposed to keep it joint. And it's like, no, who says you have to do that? You get to do what works best for you. And one of the reasons why I love money buckets and, you know, my, I have my clients create money buckets is because it makes it so much easier to manage the finances. And, you know, like a lot of couples will have their own fund money account and, you know, they have their own separate debit card and then whatever money that goes on, it's spent by them by the end of the month and they get to enjoy that money. And it takes away so much stress when it comes to your own personal finance story. What was it like for you growing up with money? Or did you have a, a spender attitude or a saver attitude? Um, I think I was right in the middle. I knew when I needed to save up for something and and I did not constantly withhold myself from being able to purchase things as well. I, for the most part, have had a healthy relationship with finances because I had people around me who taught me the importance of having a savings account, the importance of paying your bills on time, the importance of saving for what you want later on. So learning those disciplines early on um, allowed me to have a, a decent mindset when it came to managing finances. Now, I will admit one of my weaknesses is giving. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's important to address. I would give even if it would cost me more than I was willing to pay. Mm -hmm. So um, just having that type of compassionate heart, but recognizing that that was not a healthy mindset. You can give. Um, and so I started creating an account where that was forgiving. And so when that money is runs out, then I can no longer give. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I love money buckets and, and I have the money multiplier system and we automatically give 10% and save 10% and then have 10% fund money. And then the rest of it, you know, we get to take care of our needs. And a lot of times couples will look at that and they have different goals. And I, I've heard, I've spoken to a lot of couples, worked with a lot of couples where they feel like there's the dictator in the household where like the one partner will be like, no, you only can have X amount of dollars. And it's almost like a parent-child relationship. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that parent-child relationship um, with their finances, how do you address that? What I try and get them to do is from the beginning. Now, everybody doesn't come to me when they're dating, right? But from the beginning, our very first session, we create a marital mission statement or a relationship mission statement. What is it that we're trying to accomplish? Period. And then we take a step back. Okay, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses when it comes to trying to accomplish this goal? What are your, your thoughts about where they both feel like they can voice their opinions and thoughts and they both have understanding of what they're trying to accomplish. 
allows me to really um, remove the dictatorship and bring in partnership. Because now we're, you're both saying this is what you want to accomplish. You're both saying how you can contribute toward this goal. So now let's begin to play out these roles that we said we would do so that you can accomplish what it is that you're setting out to accomplish. Yeah, I love that. And having that system in place so that they can be on the same page and like, yeah, you agreed to this. Anything we put in writing makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to like, Budget is not my favorite word. I like to use money management. <laughs> Budget to me seems very restrictive. When you're working with couples, what do you find um, is the biggest blocker for them when they create budgets? That's a great question. I think the biggest blocker for them when they create budgets is having an understanding that it doesn't have to be restrictive. We don't have to forfeit all the things we enjoy but we do have a responsibility to have a savings account if something goes wrong. We do have a responsibility of paying our bills on time because that is a commitment. You want your credit score to, to be good. So allowing them to see that you either have to work harder or get that part-time job temporarily, especially during this season, right? Mm -hmm. You can find a lot of temporary part-time jobs to save more so that you can get that vacation that you want come summertime. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's save more so that you can purchase that new car next year because you know, this car is not going to make it that long. So allowing them to see that you being a good steward over your finances in this area is going to produce something that you really are going to enjoy really alleviates that anxiety when you, it comes to talking about a budget, allowing them to see what creating that budget is going to create for them in the future is one of the major key points that helps alleviate that stress. Yeah. And it's so important. Do you find um, in your own relationship that there's resistance when it comes to creating the budget? Uh one thing I'm very thankful for is finances has not been a concern. It has not been an issue within our relationship. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. When you started your entrepreneurial journey, did you transition? Were you always an entrepreneur or did you transition from a nine to five? I transitioned from a nine to, nine to five. Um, when I had my second child, I decided to stay at home with my children. And then that's when I got into marriage coaching later on, maybe four or five years afterwards. Beautiful. When you transitioned, what was the biggest challenge that you experienced with your finances starting up your business? So I am the person I'm going to use what I have. I'm not going to go into debt doing anything. <laughs> so I, I looked at the resources that I have. It's funny because I was looking at some of my um, photos from my very first workshop. And I was like, whoo, <laughs> mighty long way. But I am of the mindset that you use what you have. A lot of the times we want that finished product that people have when they've been in the business for 15 or 20 years. And so we go and accumulate so much debt versus stopping to think, what do I have at my fingertips? tips that will allow me to take the next step in this entrepreneurial journey, understanding that this is where I'm starting. This is not where I'm ending. So my mindset of this is a journey and I'm going to take it step by step without debt allowed me to not only enjoy the entrepreneur journey, but it allowed me to um, look back and be excited about the growth that happened throughout it. So I'm not one who's trying to hurry up and get to the finish line. I love that. That's beautiful. 
when um, you think about creating your money buckets, what's your favorite money bucket? My favorite money bucket would have to be savings. (laughs) (laughs) I have children and my goal where our goal is to leave a legacy of wealth for them, for the next generation to be able to do things that we could only imagine. So I like that bucket. Looking um, looking at it grow and build gives me hope that we're able to give our children that leg up that we didn't start with. Yeah, that's beautiful. And wealth means different things to others. What does wealth mean for you? Wealth means opportunity for me. It means that my child will have an opportunity to go study abroad if they want to. Um, If they want to start a business, they can have seed money. It means understanding how to manage what you are giving, developing a wealth mindset, understanding um, when it's important to save and when it's important to spend. So for me, wealth means opportunity. Yeah, that's beautiful. Wealth is definitely opportunity. And when you think about couples and connecting with them, I know you said earlier that you work with engaged couples. And one of the things that I see a lot with couples and that I work with, you know, that have been married for several years is that the one couple is always saying, no, we can't do this. How do you address that? We always look for a way that we can move forward unless it's going to cause you bankruptcy give it a shot like that's the mindset that i want to move couples towards because who are you to say no mm-hmm. <laughs> well who said are you to tell another adult no yeah it's okay maybe not right now not right not right now it's an okay statement but let's work towards saving towards this dream, this aspiration, this purchase that you want. Let's do this mm-hmm. together. So um, allowing that couple who who leans towards no to understand that you are not <laughs> in control, <laughs> that this is a joint account, this is a joint endeavor, this is a joint mindset. And what they want is just as important as what you want. So how are you going to create a plan, stick to the plan and allow them to explore this thing or purchase this object that they desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so important to have that conversation. And I imagine your boxing technique does a beautiful job of, you know, sorting that out because I know one particular couple that I'm working with right now, you know, they are entrepreneurs and she has no idea what the business is bringing in. I'm like, okay, so what happens if your husband passes away? what what do you do then you this is yours to know and the conversation also came up with she doesn't she has a, a, a debit card to use to take care of certain things like household items and food and things like that but once it's gone it's gone and they use a credit card and she's getting upset because there's no communication there as far as okay yeah this is exactly what we have coming in and coming out and communicating that. So I think a lot of times with couples, they spend so many years avoiding the conversation and raising the family and getting distracted by the busyness that when they become empty nesters, they're like, oh, well, you're not on the same page and you get into this habit. So what's your advice to Mm. break that habit? That, that is definitely a big concern of mine. A lot of times when we do talk about finances, 
I'm like, finances is the symptom. Communication is normally the root. You're not having the hard, necessary conversations. You're not having the monthly family meetings to make sure that everybody's on the same page. You're not talking about the future and what you want to accomplish with your finances. So communication to me is the root issue. And then it's shown out and how you manage your finances. Because from the example you just gave, they're on two completely different pages when it comes to the income that is coming inside the home, how to allocate that income and how to save possibly. Because if you're, once the money is gone, the money is gone, that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. You still have to eat, right? You still have to purchase gas, right? And so you want to develop a healthy communication around finances. And I think that that requires us debunking some of these myths that the word that that budgeting is something that's restrictive, number one. Understanding that you do have to prepare for a future that is unknown to you, number two. We can't YOLO every single day of our life and especially not with our finances. And YOLO is you only live once, right? (laughs) You have to prepare for the future. So I think encouraging couples to create a safe space where they can be vulnerable, where they can be honest and transparent allows them to talk about their finances in a way that um, brings forth the, uh, the mindset or the joint mindset and them accomplishing their financial goals, or at least having understanding of what their household income and expenses look like. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, you know, you need to write all this stuff down because if something does happen to you, your mate needs to know, you know, like how to access this information and, you know, what what to do next, right? Um, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have joint accounts, it's really important to have this available. And a lot of times when I tell my clients that and they get resistant, like, no, you know, what if something happens? And, and like, no, we'll put it in a in a safe that you both have access to, um, yes. you know, and, and put a note somewhere saying, hey, these are my wishes. Should something happen to me? And a lot of people don't want to prepare for that. They don't want to prepare for that you know, their the last breath, but you never know when it's going to happen and being prepared so that you can leave this beautiful legacy. And when we look at our finances and our relationship with money, you know, they say money is energy and, you know, it is. And we think about the financial relationship with money and how it expands when we focus on doing good things with our money and being a good steward. What's the best thing you ever did with money? The best thing I ever did with money would have to be purchase a home. I love that. Yeah. It's an asset. It's the one of the greatest assets you can have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're building equity in that home. And I know right now, like actually interviewed a loan officer yesterday and we had a conversation about real estate and I'll actually throw that um, link to her, her interview in the comments so anybody listening can refer back to it the importance of building equity in a home when you think about how much money you waste renting from somebody like you don't get a return at all you know no investment return at all but being able to um, make that investment in your home a place that you can lay your head down you can celebrate you can enjoy your family and feel safe and secure Mm -hmm. so Thank you so much for sharing your story. What's the best financial tip that you can share with our audience that has helped you with your own personal finances? 
the best financial tip I can share is tell your money where you want it to go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let it tell you where it's going. I love that. Taking the time to really look at what it is that you want to accomplish through your finances and be intentional about doing so. Don't look up and then wonder what happened to your money. Mm -hmm. Know where it is and how you can access it. Beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you again for being here. For those of you listening, check the show notes. If you're looking for a relationship marriage coach, Laura is your lady. She is going to help you. I love it. Especially if you're into boxing, she's going to have this boxing technique. And I know a lot of you love to go boxing and um, you love to use, use that as exercise, but she can really help you as a couple come together to be in agreement and to be on the same page. And of course, if you need help with finances, I'm your lady. Um, Be sure to check the show notes to connect with Laura in the links and share this episode with anyone that you know who needs to listen to money and finances relationship with your mate. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.